you very much, my dear listeners, for choosing our station. This is a new life program coming to you from Adventist Soul Radio, the voice of hope. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mangi. Today we'll be having a Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound. The story is about some Greeks' desire to see Jesus. Thereafter, we'll be having Brother Steve Rundu talk about faithful in all God's house during the Bible segment. To start off, here's a song, Ninaputa Zama Dunia by Lunga Lunga Church Choir.
It is now time to welcome the Bible in Living Sound to share with us. I hope we are not mistaken. If we are, then these scrolls called scriptures are mistaken. And we found, remember, that everything prophesied here has happened as if the scrolls were a history instead of a forecast of what would happen. Everything has happened exactly as forecast. Except one thing. And that is exactly why we are on our way to Jerusalem on the Feast of the Passover. To see if the man being talked about so much actually is the son of David, the Messiah so much written about in the scriptures. He appeared at exactly the time the scriptures said he would. He was born and raised where scripture predicts, yet he certainly does not appear to be a king, a king of glory. Neither did David appear to be what kings are made of. He was a shepherd lad, player of the harp, fugitive, the head of a band of lawless men wanted for various crimes against Israel. Yet he became one of Israel's greatest kings. Uh, If Jesus were like that, then I'd say he does have a chance to become king. But he isn't. He's humble, meek. Loyally, he never takes up for himself. But the people love him. He's very popular with them. Uh, People are fickle. They change overnight. What Jesus needs if he is to become king is the support of the rulers and scribes of the temple and the Pharisees. This he does not have, according to reports received in Greece. Exactly the opposite. They hate and revile him. They're even trying to put him to death. He could start a revolt. A revolution. Ah, but he is not that kind of man. He said himself that he came to restore, not to destroy. And the scriptures are in truth as we thought, or we simply do not understand them. That's why we are traveling all the way from Greece to Jerusalem, isn't it? To see and talk to Jesus. He knows scripture, they say, far better than all the scholars of scripture put together. And there are some wise ones. We'll find out when we get there. But this is a busy place. Jerusalem always is this time of year. But I didn't realize there would be so many people. There probably aren't usually. After all this year, you know there is the additional attraction and excitement of Jesus, who just might become king. And everyone would want to be here to see that. Uh, I doubt if he has that much power to overthrow the religious leaders and organization. And as for the civil power of Rome, there isn't a nation that has the nerve even to try that. We'll see when we talk to Jesus. Wonder where we will find him. No doubt at the temple. Just look at the people. 
They're all going in one direction. To the temple, we'll follow them. not realize the temple was so beautiful. I've heard it was, but it is breathtaking. It towers above all else, seeming to point towards heaven as if directing the people to the true and living God. No wonder the temple is the pride and glory of the Israelite nation. Pure white marble halls, gold-capped pillars, and this vine of gold and silver with green leaves, and massive clusters of grapes, unequaled in craftsmanship or beauty twisting with exquisite workmanship around the glistening pillars. Oh, it shines as if with glory borrowed from heaven. Pardon me, sir, but we were told you could tell us where Jesus is. Uh, yes, you, you wish to see him. Uh, please. We are Grecians, come all the way from Greece to see Jesus. Could you please tell us where we may find him? Follow me. Andrew, these two gentlemen are from Greece. Come to talk to the master. Right now, Jesus is in another part of the temple where no one except Israelites may enter. But we will tell him that you are here. Thank you are very kind. Hosanna, son of David, king of Israel. You believe me to be the son of David? According to the Hebrew scriptures, thou art he who should come to the world. The great event told of by prophets is about to take place. It concerns not only the Israelite nation, but the entire world. Wise men from the east came, heralding my birth. Now you come from the west, heralding the consummation of my work. So shall many come from the east and west, and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. The hour of my glorification has come. Lord, we believe... We will follow thee. In following me, you will soon see me in a position you dream not of. I will be placed by the side of a robber and murderer, and the people shall choose me for death. How can it be, Master, that thou art the light that shineth forever, yet you are to die? Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a grain of wheat fall into the ground and die, it remains as nothing. But if it die... It springeth up and beareth much fruit. He that followeth me and giveth up all of this world dieth to the things of this world. He that loveth his life shall lose it. And he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto eternal life. A mysterious cloud seems to enshroud the master. Father, glorify thy name. A light darts from the cloud and encircles Jesus. I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. It was the voice of God, the divine father of Jesus. Of a truth, thou art the son of God, master of the universe. This voice came not because of me, but for your sakes. Now is the judgment of this world. Satan's hold upon the souls of men is broken. 
hope that you've indeed enjoyed that story from the Bible in Living Sound. Remember to send us your views, comments, or questions about this program. Write to the producer, Adventist All Radio, P.O. Box 42276, code 00100Nairobi, Kenya. Our email address is awrnairobi at ek.adventist.org. Let us now listen to Lunga Lunga Church Choir with the song Sabato. Kwa 
Radio, the voice of hope. I hope that you are enjoying the show from wherever you are. It is now time for the Bible segment. Join me as I welcome Brother Steve. Faithful in all God's house. Today's key text comes from the book of Numbers, chapter 12, verses 7. I read, But this is not true of my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. Now, God's use of the word house in this verse is interesting. Hebrews, chapter 3, verses 5, all the way to 6, uses identical wording. Moses was faithful as a servant in all God's house. But Christ is faithful as a son of a God's house, and we are his house if we hold on to our courage and the hope of which we boast. End of quote. The psalmist reflects in Psalms chapter 81 verses 10, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. As stewards of God's house, we are posted at the entrance to invite people into his house of plenty. God's house, his kingdom, that is, is not first and foremost a place. It is instead a restoration of all places touched by him through his faithful stewards. Nor is it associated with time, rather it's a permeation of all times touched by him through his trusted servants. Now an author and a CEO, John D. Beckett, has some thoughts on our role as doorkeepers in the house of God. Jesus' word at the close of his time on earth should erase any doubt in our minds. 
he clearly wants each of us out there going into all the world to engage in a high risk, high reward lifestyle to extend his kingdom on earth. He is calling and commissioning his senses. He is calling and commissioning us not to retreat to save heavens, but to permeate and transform every sphere into which he sends us. He clothed not in our own strength, but in his. Now Billy Graham offers a keen insight on the ever-present challenge to be engaged in the world without being overwhelmed by his, its influence. Likening our role in the world to that of the Gulf Stream in the ocean, he observes, the Gulf Stream is in the ocean and yet it is not part of it. Believers are in the world, and yet they must not be absorbed by it. The Gulf Stream maintains its warm temperatures even in the icy water of the northern Atlantic. If Christians are to fulfill their purpose in the world, they must not be chilled by the indifferent, godless society in which they live. Do you know that palm trees grow on island of the west coast of Scotland, yet Siberia, which endures some of the world's harshest winters is on a similar latitude just farthest east the difference is the gulf stream does it not excite you as it does to me to know we've been called commissioned and sent into a world that is unredeemed full of darkness and even hostile to those who believe does it challenge you to refuse to be assimilated to restrain a distinct climate changing identity Think about it, my brother. As you think about it, there are these things that I've been thinking about. And I'm going to ask them to you as a question. Do you think of yourself as part of God's house? And in what ways do you? How do you function in the role of a doorkeeper in God's house? And how does your influence affect your world? Let us pray. Almighty God, thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for the opportunity to be a part of your house. Thank you for keeping me at the doorstep of your house so that I can welcome people into your warm house. Help me, Lord, to know that I can influence others in a positive way, in a bigger way than I have been. Lord, teach me how to be in the world and not to be of the world. It is my humble prayer, trusting and believing in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. We have come to the end of our show for today. Please send us your views, comments, or questions about the program by writing to the producer, Adventist All Radio, P.O. Box 42276, code 00100 Nairobi, Kenya, or email us through awrnairobi at ek.adventist.org.